You're listening to SA Talk, San Antonio's favorite podcast for discussions involving the Alamo City. I'm your host and favorite retirement advisor, Zachary Esperiqueta. Today is Saturday, October 23rd, and this week on SA Talk, I have Benny Richardson joining me on the show. Now, Benny is one of three hosts that appear on the Extraordinary Gentleman podcast, a local podcast here in San Antonio that focuses on personal stories, life lessons, entertainment news, music, and sports. He, along with Tracy, aka T-Rob, and Zelda, aka Cat Daddy, aim to help out the Eastside community that they grew up in. They plan to do this by curating their content to make it relatable to the community that they serve, that they grew up in. They also want to give back through scholarship opportunities and financial literacy help. In fact, they have actually already awarded their first scholarship earlier this year. So with that said, here is my discussion with Benny Richardson of the Extraordinary Gentleman podcast. Benny, thank you for joining me on SA Talk. I'm, I'm really excited to have you here and talk about your podcast that you have here in San Antonio. So welcome into the show. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Like I said, we talked quite a few times and I told you that I think it would be a good idea for us to link. And, you know, I eventually want to get you on our show as well, you know, just to promote San Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm kind of interested. What got you into podcasting? You know, what, what what led to creating the Extraordinary Gentleman podcast? Well, actually, we have been in talk since, oh, I don't see, we're 2021. Since 2015 or 16, I was mentioning it to my two oh, wow. co-hosts. <laughs> but what really got me started was I started listening to the Joe Budden podcast. You know, I don't want to go more in detail on him, but Listening to him, I think back then it was called, um, I'll name this podcast later. It just seemed like a natural conversation. It seemed authentic, more natural, basically. And I just felt like, man, it just seemed like they just sitting around having a conversation, talking. And, you know, I was telling both of my co-hosts, my cousin and one of my uh, close friends at the time, like, man, let's just see what we can do, see if we can figure something out. So it never happened. Uh, We were scared, didn't want to spend our own money, scared to take that jump. Two years later, I text him again. By this time, it was like 2016, 17. And I text him again, man. By this time, I'm listening to probably 50, 60 podcasts. I was like, man, let's do it. Let's figure it out how to do it. And at first, we were going to turn the voice memos on our phone and just start doing it like that. <laughs> so, and I was like, nah, the quality will be horrible. It'll be, it won't sound good, this and that. So they was like, well, how are we going to do it? So I started doing research and I just saw the prices on that stuff. And I was like, man, heck no, nah, this stuff is expensive. It can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it was expensive. I texted them one day and I was like, I'm headed to the guitar store. I'm going to buy us and stuff and we finna record on Sunday. And it's like, at first they thought I was just, you know. Messing around. Yeah. I showed them the receipt and then I showed them the the mixer and then I showed them the cables. And I was like, I'm going back tomorrow to get the microphones, three microphones. And they was like, huh? And then I started showing them pictures and stuff with the buy and this and that. And it's like, let's just all go get it at the same store. From that point on, they took me seriously then. But it was just, <laughs> and you know, um, growing up watching um, the Martin show, him being on the radio, that kind of made me want to jump into it a, a quite a bit as well. So, you know, just seeing it and listening to the radio, you know, I know I used to listen to on the way to school to the Tom Jordan morning show with Jay Anthony Brown. And I used to like listening to it. And I'm like, man, you know, how could I eventually do something like that or something similar? And from there and just how it started. That's such a cool thing about podcasting is that people like you and I can just start a podcast. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's not like we have to have the backing of some huge company or we have to be some well-respected entertainer or, you know, anything like that. We don't have to have that prior history. Like we can go spend some money, grab some microphones mm-hmm. and just start talking and record it, throw it on a podcast platform and anybody can listen from anywhere. Yeah. And that's something that wasn't around many, many years ago. Like these people that, that you mentioned and, and people that I listened to growing up on the radio that wasn't available to us before. And now, now it is. And it, I think it's so fascinating because it gives us a chance to kind of get our voices out there. And then also the voices of our co-hosts, our, our guests, anyone else we bring on the podcast, it gives them a chance um, to be on the radio so that they don't have to hope that some local radio station has to invite them, hopefully, you know, to to share their story. That's, that's the, that was the key thing. I think that was one of the things that kind of led us into wanting to have guests specifically from San Antonio, because, you know, you will hear on a lot of radio stations that, you know, a lot of these guests aren't from their hometown that they're in. A lot of them aren't from San Antonio or, you know, they're from everywhere in the world except the hometown. They're not promoting the hometown people that I feel like they probably should be promoting. When we came up with ideas, that was one of the biggest things that we all talked about and agreed on is that we're going to try to uplift everybody in San Antonio because everybody has a voice. It's just a matter of getting your voice heard. So when you when it comes to recording, do you also do, because I, I, I believe you do video recording too, right? Yes. I mean, you throw in the video on there. I know that's something that I've that I've been looking to do. It's just hard with like, in my opinion, like who wants to look at a Zoom meeting, right? Whereas like you guys, you guys are in person. So it looks a lot better, right? When you guys are just kind of talking to each other. And, and that's something that I would like, I would love to have and that, that I love watching from, from your podcasting, uh, from your podcasts. But speaking of your podcast, what are what are some of the topics that y'all that y'all like to discuss? Is it kind of is it planned out weeks ahead, maybe a couple of days ahead, or is it just like, hey, let's get together and let's just talk about whatever? So what we do is we have a the notes app on the iPhone, and anything that we see that we feel you know is interesting from all three of our perspectives, we just put it in the notes, and we'll add links on certain things. And from that point on, we won't discuss it on text message or nothing because we wanted to feel authentic we wanted to feel natural so when the day comes to record that's when we collab everything everything comes together you know we really don't do no no pre-recording nothing like that you know it's just cut it on and let's start talking um and a lot of times you can hear it um because i'll listen back or watch on the youtube and you can hear it you know like they say dead air on radio isn't good but it's letting you all know that, hey, this is natural. We're going with the flow. And from our very first episode in December of last year, that's how we've been. Just put it on and let's just see how it sounds. The video aspect, though, I know you did mention that. <laughs> that was uh, very, very hard at the beginning. Um, I think we didn't start doing videos actually until our first, I want to say maybe episode nine or 10, when we felt comfortable enough just with audio. And then that's when we started doing videos. But at first it was just put your phone, put our phones up and let's record. Let's put the video visuals up. If our listeners attached to it, then they do. And if they don't, then they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it because of the background you have. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that's what's cool on the video. Yeah. It you shows, know, it, it shows where appeal. we, it shows where we come from. It shows where, you know, exactly. where San Antonio, it shows all of us basically, you know, it's who we are. But the person that, that takes the credit for that is our uh, videographer, Nick. Basically, me and him collaborated on it. Um, we put some ideas together. He asked me, you know, you know, what do I feel like the background should be? And I said, just from where we come from. And it just. Well, I noticed on one of the on, on one of the backdrops, 
on there. It says East Side. So are are you from the East Side of San Antonio? Then yes, sir. We are from we are all from the East Side of San Antonio. <laughs> uh, have you already kind of incorporated some of that into like the recordings? Like maybe topics y'all discuss quite quite a bit, but at times um, we have to filter a lot. Maybe because of who we are. Um, but still some things we can discuss, like some people, not we can discuss, but some people will never understand it, put it like that. Only people that will understand it is like the people that grew up on the East side as well. So we try to make, make it as fun, as authentic as possible. Well, one of the things that I know in our initial call that we did probably about a month ago now was, you know, you talked about improving financial literacy. That was something that you mentioned specifically to me. But then also I noticed recently y'all had like a scholarship giveaway Mm -hmm. and it was the first ever for the podcast. I know it's something that you are intending to do carrying forward. Talk a little bit about that. Like why, why does that kind of have a place in your heart? You know, the financial literacy and improving that and, and where did the scholarship idea come from? So the financial literacy aspect came from we were never taught. Only thing we were taught in high school was e- economics. You don't learn that much. That's not teaching you life, basically. You know, we we want things in high schools that was going to teach how to do your taxes, how to budget your money, how to go about spending money on a daily basis. Like I was taught some in some aspects, if you can't buy two or three of that item that you want, then you shouldn't you shouldn't buy it. So what we are planning to do is we're planning to collab or trying to collab with um, a couple of people to do daily, um, well, not daily, but weekly or maybe monthly um, financial literacy cl- classes to try to help out kids and open up a center where they can come and learn to do their taxes, learn how to budget money, learn how to learn, learn the importance of money as well. You know, um, like we were taught us three, we had the money, we're spending it, it regardless of whatever, you know. We weren't taught uh, save it for another day or save it for a rainy day. Yeah, you can save some, but most of the time we were going to blow it. And I hate to say it like that, but, you know, so we want to teach these kids, these younger, younger generation kids that, hey, if you save it and put it somewhere where it can gain interest or put it in a stock or something that will let your money do the work for you, then you will have more on the in, the in the back end and you can retire quicker. You know, a lot of kids don't know about 401ks stocks, bonds, um, savings bonds. Yeah. So we kind of want to incorporate that as well. You're you're talking my industry. So I, I'm in total agreement with that. You know what I mean? And it's needed in every community, Yeah, you know, but you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of those things are not taught in the school system. And in my opinion, I think that was, there's reasons for that, unfortunately, that I don't agree with. Yeah. But I, I think that you know, that it's not being taught and it's up to families and it's up to people like us for for advocates, for people Mm -hmm. to kind of teach that to the kids. And another thing I'll say about that, Benny, is that I, what I think is so amazing about that, you know, whether you're running a restaurant or you're running a podcast, I think it's so important for people like us, you can consider it small business owner, you can say whatever you want, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. I, I think it's so important to give back to the community in some kind of way. Like Mm -hmm. using your platform to give back to the community, whether it's a small platform or a large platform, like using that platform, that voice you have to give back to the community in some way, whether it's financial literacy, whether it's hosting donation drives, whatever it may be, like some way to give back and not just focus on yourself. Because there's a ton of people out there that do whatever they're doing for the sole purpose of just making themselves money or getting famous, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say, all the the cliche Mm -hmm. terms. 
but there's not enough people and there's a lot, but not enough people doing it so that they can also give back to the community, you know, and it's so great that you're, you know, that you're the type of person that you, you guys are the type of people to already think about that, right? Like going into it. It's not just how can we grow the podcast? How can we be a great podcast? It's also how can we impact the community? Right. And that's something that I I try to instill with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I trust me, I have a lot of fun doing this podcast and I love meeting all the people that I meet on this podcast. I have fun recording and all those things. But literally, like from the beginning, it's it's been something a goal of mine that I always keep with me that like, okay, if this platform grows, then I'm going to use it to do good. And not just have the platform just to have it. Because then what's the point, in my opinion? Yeah, at least. that's, you that's know, And you guys true. are already thinking about that. So that's that's what I love. But go into the, the scholarship, too, because I think that was awesome. So it actually, it was a close friend of mine. It was her sister. I I actually, you know, I bump ideas, bounce ideas off of her head, like through text messages. We talk. And I was trying to figure out a way on how to get a videographer somebody to help with videos, but let them know that we couldn't pay them. So we were bouncing ideas off through text messages for about a day or two. And um, she finally texted me and she said, what about an internship? You know, and I started thinking, well, how could I do an internship and how long? And she was like, it really won't matter how long. And I told her, I said, well, I already have it. The idea of how long I want to do it. So I came up with everything. I got back home. I hadn't told them yet because I was still trying to complete the puzzle, make sure that all everything was lined up. And I was like, eh. and I started talking to my wife about it. And I told her and she was like, that's a good idea. So I thought I told them and I collaborated with them. They loved the idea. They was like, dang, that was a good idea. So we talked about it off and on for about a week, just trying to figure get make sure that the details were worked out, um, how much we could give. And one of the main things was, was how long will we use this? this internship. So at first, um, we just put it out for high school students because that was the audience that we wanted to reach at the time. And we put it out there for high school only, high school students only. And when I say we we probably got maybe two or three to send resumes, send you know information about them and everything. And that's another thing too that I want to uh, talk about as well. Um, how to do a how to properly do a resume for you know high school students should be learning how to do that as well because I was sure. I was reading a couple of them and I was just like you know it's they could be worked on but you can tell they're not being helped but um, anyways to continue with the story none of them had videography experience and I made that very very specific on the job description that we wanted to have someone with experience and someone who can bring their own equipment but also incorporate the equipment that we had already. And so we opened it up, you know, to everybody then. And we, when I say the, we probably got maybe 50, 60 applications, but I only interviewed maybe, we only interviewed maybe 10 people. And the last person I interviewed, he graduated from Sam Houston in 2018. Um, He was from the East side as well. So even though I gave the proper protocol for all the other applicants, it made sense since we're from Sam Houston, we're from the east side to give back. And we picked Nick and we gave out the specific details. Um, we told him it will be for two months, basically, which is what we wanted someone for. And we told him at the end of the internship that he would be free to do whatever he wanted to do. You know, if he wanted to stay with us, 
you know, that would be fine. Um, if he wanted to go elsewhere, you know, that would be fine as well. We would just have to figure out our next steps. At the end, we told him that we would give him uh, the $500 scholarship. And we wanted, we wanted to make it a bigger thing than what it was, but also at the same time, show the younger generation that, you know, it's opportunities out there to learn, to grow. You just have to willingly take the risk on it. And I think that's what it was. So now that we got that out the way and they've seen how our first one was, I think the next time we do it, it'll be a whole lot better. We'll probably have a whole lot more applicants. I just want to know how you get one of those big checks. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get one of those? <laughs> we actually ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, how did they get a big check? Like, I've always wondered, like, when people get these big checks, yeah. like, there's got to be a place that you can just order it from. But no, I I love that idea. You know, that that's something that I've thought about, and and you know, forgive me at some point. Hopefully, I, I'd love to do something of the mm-hmm. same. So I, I might have to steal that from y'all, but. You know, that's something I thought about. So the high school I went to, I went to a magnet school, mm-hmm. far, far west side. Um, the, the high school is actually Taft High School, but uh, oh, the magnet okay. school there is is communications arts. And the focus is journalism, broadcast, communications. I wanted to be a sports analyst years ago when I was in high school. And so that's mm-hmm. why I went. Mm-hmm. And of course, now they have classes and some of the units that they talk about is podcasting. They weren't doing that when I was there. But, but now that's like one of the things they learn about is podcasting. Like they literally, they literally had me come in and speak to two classes about podcasting because, you know, I'm alumni and I do podcasting. And so that's what I do. And they had me and, you know, something that takes a lot of time, as you may know, Benny Mm -hmm. is, is editing, right? Whether it's video editing, whether it's audio editing, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time. And everyone that I've told that to comes up with the same idea why don't you get an intern why don't you get an intern and it's like first of all that's it's not it's easier said than done right i'm sure you yeah. know that um, but number two when i can do that if i can hopefully i would love to do something like that you know and mm-hmm. especially grab someone from that high school that i went to mm-hmm. kind of like you did mm-hmm. right someone who's interested in that and yeah look y- you agree to work for free i'm not making any money from this podcast mm-hmm. i'll tell you that and and offer some kind of scholarship at the end, yeah. right? And and give back to them and they can go and do whatever. Hopefully they, they go off to college and mm-hmm. do what they want to do with it. But I think that's so cool, you know, and I, I've thought about that too. And to see you guys do it, I was like, that's that's awesome. Like, that's the goal, you know? Yeah, it was, um, so um, it, it was, it was scary. Cool. But at the end, once we completed everything, we felt like, man, like that was something that nobody from our neighborhood has ever done before. So we had really originally wanted to do like a ceremony thing, but a lot of places with the COVID protocols, they were still kind of iffy about letting us in and all this and that. So the way it happened, it was perfect. And it was interesting because he was the last person that I interviewed. And once I found out he was from Sam Houston, the East side, and I was like, oh, shoot, he just checked all the boxes. That's what we're looking for someone from our side of town to give back to. Yeah, well, I'm just looking forward to taking pictures of big checks. I just want, I just want to be there and take the picture <laughs> with the big check. <laughs> it's like it's like one of the one of the goals too. Uh, but you know what I what I think is really cool about about both of our podcasts, Benny, is that you know we even though topics can kind of stray a little bit away from mm-hmm. San Antonio, um, we do incorporate San Antonio a lot into our podcast. Whether it's through backgrounds, mm-hmm. whether it's through the topics we talk about, the guests we bring on, and there's not a lot of people doing that here in San Antonio. Um, there's definitely podcasters here, but not everyone's kind of incorporating the San Antonio into it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some of the reason that is, at least in my opinion, is because San Antonio gets overlooked. You know, people think that San so Antonio much. isn't 
Yeah, so much. And 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 people think that San Antonio just isn't the coolest thing to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone, especially here, if you're in South Texas, you're always hearing about Austin, mm-hmm. right? And then in general, you know, you'll hear about Houston. Even in the, the Drake songs nowadays, it's always about Houston <laughs> and, 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 and Dallas yeah. and things like that. San Antonio gets overlooked in so many different ways. Have you kind of seen that? Because are you, I know you're from the East Side, but you born and raised here mm-hmm. in San Antonio? Yes, sir. So have, have you kind of seen that same thing? And, and why do you think that is? I honestly noticed it um, in high school. I would like to go to, I would see a lot of concerts. That's when it first started hitting me. Um, I think one year it was a, a Jay-Z concert and he didn't come to San Antonio. Eventually he ended up coming here, but he would only go to Houston or Austin. So I would ask people like my friends or some teachers, like, how come San Antonio don't get big, big concerts or don't get, how come we get overlooked so much? And they flat out said is because they feel like San Antonio is, um, is below beneath uh, Houston, Dallas, Austin, you know, they feel like we're, we're nobodies to them. So, and they feel like they can't make no money here as well because they feel like they won't get the support. So that brought me to the question that I would ask my teacher is how come we have a, a basketball team here? The basketball team gets the support, you know, the Spurs get the su- most support. They get better support to me. I feel like then Houston gives to the Rockets or Dallas gives to the uh, Mavericks or something like that, you know? And she didn't, she couldn't answer. She couldn't answer. So I would then question her, well, how come we don't have a football team? And, you know, this teacher at this time, she was very, very, um, she knew her, she knew her stuff. She would, she would try to answer them the best she could, but you can tell like sometimes she really didn't know. Um, she don't know the answers or she didn't, she didn't want to know the answers or, you know, she just couldn't tell me based. But I really, really feel like San Antonio is if I can say so, one of the best cities in Texas, just because, and we are the seven, what the seven largest, I think. Right. So to me, that doesn't make sense, but I don't know the, the political standpoint of, you know, why we don't get, you know, a lot of these things here, but that's why I feel like it's us as our job, me, you, any other podcaster from San Antonio, anybody that's designer, Anything, you're from San Antonio, you're affiliated with San Antonio, you're from here, born and raised, you should be trying your best and your your hardest to try to make San Antonio known, you know. To promote it. To promote yeah. it. When it comes to sports, I think I think sports and music is a different conversation when mm. it comes to why we're overlooked. And again, these are all just opinions of mine. The music thing, I completely don't get just because I haven't been to a ton of concerts and the only concerts I have been to here in San Antonio have been like huge names, right? Like mm-hmm. I've been to, uh, I think this was like 2014. It was like a Drake concert. So of course Drake's going to, no matter where Drake goes, he's going to bring he's everyone. Sell. Right? Yes. Right. But man, it sells out. Like, mm-hmm. so, so why aren't other acts coming mm-hmm. into town more often? They're going to sell out. It's not like they're not going to sell out, right? Whether you throw it in the Alamo Dome or the AT&T Center or whatever it's going to be called mm-hmm. now, right? You know, like you're going to sell out. As an artist, when you come here, I honestly can't think of a reason other than maybe they just personally don't think it's cool th- that they're not coming, that they're not showing up. That's literally the only reason I can think of because they're going to sell out. That makes you know, sense. It has to be them. I, I can't think of any other reason why they wouldn't show up here in San Antonio. Makes sense. Um, and, and and yeah, I mean, they show up to Austin, right? Mm-hmm. They go to ACL, whatever. Uh, I, I've even been to a few concerts at the uh, 
Austin 360 Amphitheater, yeah. which really isn't even in Austin. It's on the outskirts. It's on the outskirts. There's nothing to do there. You're on the outskirts of any town, yep. and and they're they're showing up over there sometimes. But when it comes to sports, and I don't know, I, I'm I'm on the fence about it. I mean, obviously, as a San Antonio native and, and resident, I want to see us have an NFL team. I want to see us mm-hmm. uh, more so have a a, a baseball team. Um, just because I, I'm a, I'm a huge Chargers fan, so I couldn't give up my, my fandom for the Chargers <laughs> um, if a team ever came here. And I'm a Dodgers fan too, but I would love to see, I would be going to baseball games if we had yes. a baseball stadium here downtown. The only thing I think of, and, and this point has been made to me, and I get it, this, like, this actually get and it makes sense, which is even though we're the seventh largest city in the country, we're also... If not the, we're one of the top poorest large cities in the country. And that is something that we've I've discussed here on the podcast with a few guests. And because of that, these NFL teams, I mean, the way they make a lot of their money, obviously through merchandise sales and stuff like that, but it's also through season ticket sales. They think that in this kind of city, being as poor, I'm using quotations mm-hmm. here, poor as the city is as a collective, that they won't get as many season ticket sales and people willing to spend 300 bucks on an NFL ticket you know, as they would in a city that has a lot more wealth. That point has been made to me. And I I guess I kind of get that. Mm -hmm. Like I, even though we have the numbers to show for it, like in terms of population, I think it's the, the, the wealth aspect, which sucks in my opinion. But I I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. And maybe that's the reason, the reason Mm -hmm. I'm on the fence about it is just because I really do think because of the numbers we have, I think it can be made up. Like maybe we don't get, you know, as many ticket sales as you might find in Houston or Dallas, you know, mm-hmm. or or even Austin. But I just think the amount of people that would be dedicated to that team, like you see with the Spurs, and it, and it's different with basketball. It's a smaller arena, right? Yeah. It's like what? It's usually 13, 14, 13, 15, 14, 16. Yeah. 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 When it comes to the stadium with baseball and Major League Baseball, you're looking at 30 to 30, 40, 50, yeah. if not more. And you have games almost every day. Every day. So, yeah, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, are mm-hmm. you going to have an empty stadium every game? You know, things like that. With the NFL, it's once a week. But again, you're looking at 50, 60, 70,000 mm-hmm. stadium seating. Are you going to get people to fill that stadium? We have trouble, you know, filling a stadium for UTSA. And I'm an alumni. I yeah. love UTSA. I love going to the games. And it's not like they're an NFL team. Mm-mm. But, I mean, you know. You still should be out supporting. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're the biggest collegiate football program in town in terms of you know popularity and we're still not getting butts in the seats you know students are showing up and i was actually just having this this (laughs) conversation or debate kind of on uh on twitter yesterday some people make the argument oh we should move we should build a stadium out near 1604 for utsa and i'm like no we should leave it at the alamo where is that yeah i should absolutely keep it where it's at and they were saying well you know students will show up if it's near campus well first of all Campus is growing downtown. Second of all, students are showing up. I'll tell you that. It's the non-students that mm-hmm. are not showing up. I, and again, that that's why I'm kind of on the fence is that I don't I don't know if we can support an NFL or a Major League Baseball team. My heart says yes because of the amount of people that live here. But I mean, the analytics and the st- statistics say that we can. I, I've never I've never heard that before. That's why like you kind of got me and eh, maybe maybe we can't. Maybe that's why. You know, it was always talks about about the uh, Vikings moving here. Um, the, we the had Vikings, the Raiders, the, the Chargers, yeah. the Saints. You know, <laughs> pretty much they, everybody. They see all those. They see those those poverty numbers or those analytic numbers, and they and look like, at no. Yeah, it's they're probably running away from it. But, yeah, because for the Spurs, I mean, the Spurs 
I mean, obviously, people are interested in the Spurs for mm-hmm. a number of reasons. One, it's the only show we have in town in terms mm-hmm. of like professional, right? The two, it's a sixteen thousand seat stadium, and and they've also done really well. Yes. So all those things lead to success in the NBA for San mm-hmm. Antonio. But it's those larger stadiums, those more ga- games more often. It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, that like, makes that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it. But I feel like still, you know, there is some – they probably won't sell season tickets, but they will single day-by-day tickets. I think that would probably be good. But like you said, if they can't depend on that because they want those season tickets. So they want that money that money up front, basically. Yeah, it's it's something to think about, and that's why I'm I'm a huge advocate for uh, even if we didn't get a major league team for baseball, I honestly think since we are still the seventh largest city and baseball tickets are relatively cheap, um, I think we could really support like a triple A baseball team because um, right we just have the double A mm-hmm. and we we had triple A for one year in 2019, um, and honestly COVID kind of helped shut that down yeah. and move back down to double A. But I, I this this part I do believe. I, I really do believe if we had a triple A baseball team right below majors and you built that stadium downtown, so you're looking at a stadium that maybe seats, you know, close close to the ATT Center, maybe, maybe like a twenty thousand oh, okay. seat stadium, you know, yeah. because that's what you're looking for for a triple A team. Twenty thousand seat stadium, it's nice, it's downtown. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That could be that that could be real fun to watch. Go to games, yeah. you get to go downtown, hang out near the Riverwalk, do whatever you want to do downtown. That I could see us supporting. And that that part is frustrating for me because we just have a double A team playing in an old stadium off of ninety. Ninety. So yeah. But anyways, yes, I can I, I think, can get into that. <laughs> I think but what you're saying is 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 so true because like you said, with the the triple A team, we had it, and then all of a sudden COVID you know, shut that down. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was any, any effort to try to at least get it back now, you know, now that it's shut down or if they even thought, oh, if it's in consideration now to this day, maybe. I, I'm sure they talk about it. I would, I would hope so. I would think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that from what I heard, and again, these are all just yeah. grapevine yeah. rumors and things, but from what I hear, so in 2019, we had the AAA team for, I think the Brewers and honestly, I think they had the they had the the idea or they had the the mindset that okay, well, San Antonio is going to do all it can to try to build a stadium downtown, and that was the reason why they agreed to let San Antonio have their AAA team. Uh, but I don't think that was especially because of COVID. Especially, yeah, I think they kind of figured, all right, San Antonio is not doing anything to build a AAA baseball park here in San Antonio, so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get we're out. Gonna get out. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, get, gonna out. get out. Yeah. yeah, and and we and basically the missions went back down to double A, so <clears throat> I don't know, I, I don't know, I think I think, and and that's tough. That's that's where it's tough because what do you do as a city then? Because th- look, I mean, even when you're a politician, and we, I know we're not going to get into politics, but like even when you're a politician, like you can't please everyone, right? No. And I think if if whether it was Mayor Nuremberg or a future mayor or a mm-hmm. previous mayor, whatever mm-hmm. mayor here in San Antonio. If you try to pitch, oh, we're going to use all these tax dollars to pay for a stadium, you're going to have imagine the amount of people that are going to be upset. Yeah. Oh no, we should have this money go towards this, yeah. and this and that. It's like, and then no one's going to support it, yeah. right? So, and then I don't some know. people, He's some people would even some some people would be happy about you know trying to build another stadium, but they will want to know what is that stadium going to be used for? Um, where is the you know what sports are going to be using it? Are we going to have events there? 
like the um the the Toyota the Toyota uh soccer field. You know, um, that's a beautiful stadium. And I feel like they could be, you know, um, using it a little bit more sometimes. But that is a beautiful stadium. Beautiful. Yep. Hopefully we get some kind of team. Yeah. <laughs> Other than because we we just lose teams. We lost our WNBA team. We lost our hockey, even though it's kind of like minor league hockey. Mm-hmm. But still, we lost it our was hockey some, team. It was an event or something to, something to attend on a on a night when you have nothing to do or something like that it's just somewhere to go right. support because when it's not basketball season there, there's no yeah there's no event you know and and now you have the the san antonio fc but they're even them they're not major league soccer no. like like austin got a major league soccer mm-hmm. team you know and a, and a real nice stadium built too mm-hmm. uh, but we we don't have that here in san antonio and and, and i do wish we we had something like that but um but Benny, what I what I do want to get to, speaking of since we're on the subject of San Antonio, anyways, and we've been talking about it, I want to know about some of your favorite places around San Antonio. I just went to uh, Wayne's Wings uh, last weekend. Um, I've heard a lot of good things, but I haven't been there. You haven't tried it yet? No. Uh, uh, I good, actually, yeah. <laughs> when I go, um, I always get the Philly cheesesteak. The wings are good, okay. but I get the Philly cheesesteak. Um, okay. One of the other places, like the uh, sweet, the sweets, the ice cream shop, um, is the I think it's called Black Ice Cream over there off of um, Broadway. Okay. Um, they got some uh, interesting flavors. <laughs> Mark's Outing. I've been, I've okay. been, I've been wanting to go there. Have you been there yet? No, I haven't. Another another place. Um, I had Demonte Alexander recently on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say recently; it's probably been like over a month now. But that's one of the places he recommended was Mark's Outing. Yeah. I um I went once, but the first time I let my food get cold, so <laughs> <laughs> I was busy, and I've been tell I've been telling my wife for the past couple of days like I need to go I need to go I need to go. We have now forgive my my English on it, but the better tacos I want to try some of those. It's a it's a taco truck here. It's by uh, Brackenridge. Um, it's the taco spot down there that I've been wanting to try. Yeah, I I definitely need more recommendations on the east side because I'll be honest with you, the north and the east side do not. I, I I don't I don't give enough love to the north and the east side. <laughs> I'm always on the south or the west side. So <laughs> but that's, that's typically how it is, though. You you're in that area the majority of your time, so it's like you don't feel like dropping way over here or way over there to go get something to eat. So it's like I'm gonna find something close by. Benny, like I said, it's it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I want to make sure that you plug in wherever you can where can we find you where can we find the extraordinary gentleman podcast uh any events coming up anything like that this is your time um as far as events um nothing planned yet we are working on trying to do um a couple live shows where we have fans in front of us we want to do like a little like a little facility or something like that to try it out just to see how it how it works um but you can Find us every Thursday on YouTube called the Extraordinary Gentleman Podcast. Um, we drop our audio episodes and video episodes every Thursday. Audio drops at uh, 6 a.m. and vi- visuals drop at 11 a.m. as well. Um, we are extraordinary on Twitter. We are the Extraordinary Gent Pod. Instagram, we are Extraordinary Gentleman Podcast. Um, and on Facebook, we are Extraordinary Gentleman Podcast, S-A-T-X. And thank you, Zach, for having me, um, giving me a chance to talk about the great city of San Antonio. Appreciate it very much, man. 
course. No, we'll we'll, de- we'll definitely find a way to, to collaborate yes. uh, pretty soon here. So, uh, but again, thank you for, for joining me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Benny. No problem. Thank you. That wraps up my conversation with Benny Richardson. I'm going to take a quick ad break and I'll be right back with our question of the week as well as our local recommendation. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. Welcome back into SA Talk. I want to say thank you again to Benny for joining me on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking to him and I always enjoy speaking with fellow podcasters, especially ones from right here in San Antonio, especially ones that grew up right here in San Antonio. Um, I think it's great that they have a passion for the community, all three, um, that they grew up in, right? And, and we talked about that. As I stated in the conversation, I also think small businesses, including small podcasts like ours, really anyone with any kind of influence um, on the community should make it a point, should make it a goal to give back in some kind of way, whatever that means. I also like that Benny and his fellow podcast hosts actually brought on an intern and then eventually awarded them a scholarship. I think that's something that I would love to do here on the SA Podcast Network. Um, as long as I get to take a picture with the big check, of course. I think that's I think that's a bucket list item uh, for myself. Um, but aside from the interview that I had here on SA Talk, I hope that anyone listening to this episode, if you're listening to this episode on its release day or somewhere around the release day, I hope you got to enjoy the live recording that we had with Hustle and Socialize as a part of San Antonio Startup Week. If you didn't get a chance to tune in live to the live stream or attend the event, then you can also visit the San Antonio Startup Week YouTube page. You can visit the live recording and watch the session that we had with Hustle and Socialize. I also had Erica Perez joining me on that podcast as well. So um, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed having my guest co-host Erica with me. I enjoyed getting to speak with Michelle and Christina from Hustle and Socialize again. It's always a pleasure. It's really cool to do a live recording. Had never done that for this podcast. And of course, that episode will come out on Monday. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, the 23rd, when the actual episode is supposed to come out or the 24th on Sunday, of course, keep in mind, you can listen to that searching for San Antonio episode right here on the San Antonio Podcast Network. But with that said, let's get into our local recommendation of the week. And guess what? We have the Mast Foodie back this week, back with us. So you know that this one is going to be a good recommendation. So with that said, here is the Mast Foodie with his local recommendation. Hey there, y'all. It's SA Luncher again with this week's SA Talk podcast food recommendation. Today, I'm going to put you on to something that we kind of take for granted nowadays. When you think about Chinese food, you think of Panda Express, food court offerings, you know, kind of Americanized Chinese food. But what we're really missing in San Antonio is authentic Chinese cuisine. Not to fret, I've got the perfect spot for you guys to check out, and it's called Sichuan Garden, and you can find it at 2347 Northwest Military Highway. Now, the spot's kind of hidden in a random little strip mall around there. But you'll find it nestled between a hardware store and a Michoacana, I believe. Now, the reason I recommend this place is because of the fact that they do offer authentic Chinese dishes that you just wouldn't find anywhere else. From a plethora of mala Sichuan type dishes with seafood, poultry, chicken, even lamb, you're bound to find something you like there. However, I should say, if you try any of their Sichuan dishes that do include that peppercorn, 
just be aware that you might think you're going to be having an allergic reaction soon because your mouth's going to get all numb, but that's just part of the peppercorn, and it's definitely something to experience. However, the main reason I recommend this place to everyone is because they've got, in my opinion, some of the best hot pot options you can find in San Antonio. And for those that are wondering what the heck is hot pot, just imagine they bring you this big old pot that contains a spicy or regular broth, depending on what you choose. And then you get to choose your proteins, your veggies. You can also do seafood, tofu. They've got quite a few options, even tripe if you want to try that. Now, I know most people, when they go out to eat, don't expect to cook their own food. But trust me, it's an experience and it's quite the communal meal between family and friends. And with this hot pot option, you've got two ways you can go about it. You can get their combo, which is about $45 or $50. Don't quote me. But it comes with already a predetermined amount of meat, veggies, tofu, and some other things, if I'm not mistaken. However, once you've already tried the combo meal, I would suggest afterwards, just go a la carte. Take me, for example. All I do is get the spicy broth now, and I get two orders of lamb, one of beef, a side of noodles, and I typically go with Napa cabbage or bok choy for a little bit of fiber in the meal, you know? But anyways, I hope y'all like the recommendation and y'all check it out. But that's going to do it for my recommendation today. Again, if you want to check out more eats, check me out at S.A. Lunchador. That's S-A-L-U-N-C-H-A-D-O-R on Instagram or TikTok. Back to you, Zach. Thank you, S.A. Lunchador, for that great local recommendation. Be sure to follow The Mass Foodie on Instagram at S.A. Lunchador or find him on TikTok by searching for S.A. Lunchador. Listeners, if you want to leave a local recommendation and have your voice right here on the S.A. Talk podcast, please reach out to us via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd love to hear what your favorite San Antonio spots are. But moving on to the question of the week, since we talked a little bit about why professional sports teams uh, haven't moved to San Antonio and why we've maybe lost some, uh, the WNBA and our minor league hockey team, of course, um, I'm interested in hearing from you, the listeners, and figuring out which professional sports would you like to see brought here to town. Um, so would you like to see a major league baseball team? Right. I know they've talked about moving a team like the Marlins, right, until they built their new stadium. But of course, there's always teams out there that could potentially move or bring in a new team. Um, is it an NFL team? I know we have a lot of Cowboys and Texans fans here. Of course, you know, I'm a Chargers fan. Um, the Chargers, before they moved to LA, of course, they talked about moving into San Antonio. Um, of course, when Katrina happened, they also talked that's when we had the Saints playing here, and they talked about them uh, moving here. They've talked about the Jaguars moving to San Antonio. There's been some options out there. I think the Raiders, the Vikings, they talked about a lot of teams uh, potentially in the last decade or two decades. But do you think we could fit it here in Santa? Do you let? Do you think Jerry Jones from the Cowboys would would let it happen? Um, or maybe you want to see. A hockey team moved here. I know we're in the South and hockey isn't as big, but hey, the Dallas Stars are a big, they're part of the NHL. So maybe we could, um, but you know, I'm interested in hearing, you know, what professional sports team would you want to see either move here or what league would you want to move here? So if you want to answer on Facebook or Instagram, find the new episode post and comment below. If you want to answer on Twitter, you can do the same or just tweet with hashtag SA Talk Answers. I would really appreciate it. 
With that said, that is going to wrap up another episode of SA Talk. I want to give a huge thank you to all the repeat listeners, all of you. It means a lot to me that you all keep listening to the episodes and the content I put out. We got some great content coming up and some big news coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, But I also want to thank any new listeners checking out the show for the very first time. Maybe you saw the live stream. Uh, Maybe you've come across us recently and you're checking it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely go back pick out some episodes that you want to listen to. And if you did, I would encourage you to check out the other series, Searching for San Antonio. If you're looking for more of an interview style, uh, you're going to find that with Searching for San Antonio, whereas SA Talk, if you couldn't tell already, is more of a discussion-based podcast, more of a talk show. If you do want to help the podcast out and you want to help us grow, please give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps. Lastly, if you or any business owners you know are looking to advertise with this podcast, you can reach out to me at Zachary, that's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, at sapodnetwork.com. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful weekend. See you again next week. And viva San Antonio.